0: TE5 Nation, what is up? And this is Pharaoh here, a.k.a. Coleco Level 1, bringing a new episode of the TE5 Life. And In this episode, I interviewed Dwayne Meekins, who's a local gaming and esports figure in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. If you guys are local to the area, or maybe you're coming to the area, or you know somebody in the area that wants to get into gaming, Uh, Wants to be in the scene. This is definitely a guy you want to check out. Uh, The guy owns three different businesses. Uh, He's really big into gaming and esports. We talk about a lot of different things surrounding that. Um, So I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and I know you're going to get a lot of value out of it. Hey, podcast This is Coleco bringing the new episode of the TE5 Life. And on today's episode, I'm happy to be interviewing Dwayne Meekins. He's a local here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, he owns a few uh, companies uh, that are involved with gaming and, and uh, photography. Uh, he owns the Game Truck Company, which is a mobile video game theater. And they do birthday parties, corporate team building events, and church and school functions. So be sure to search that on Facebook. Uh, he also owns the Salty Suite, which is located in Ballantyne, North Carolina, which is a pretty much a land center. They do some uh, gaming contents, video content there as well. And he also owns the Ballantyne booth, uh, which is a premier photo booth company, uh, which I believe you he, he deployed to events and stuff. Right, Dwayne? Yes, sir. That is All right. Great. Well, Dwayne, listen, man, welcome to the welcome to the cast. Um, why don't you go ahead and let everybody know a little bit about who you are and then we'll get things kicked off.
1: Well, uh, I think you pretty much covered it. That's uh, who I am right now. I've, uh, I'm retired uh, Coast Guard, and uh, interestingly enough, today is the five-year anniversary of my retirement. So awesome. I'm excited about that. I've been married for 20 years. Got two kids. Uh, I'm a dad, and it's me outside of everything else that you uh, you met. The things I just mentioned, plus what you mentioned, is Dwayne Meekins today.
0: Awesome, man. Um, well, let's get let's get started from the beginning. You know, it, it's it you know finding a lot of people here in Charlotte that are like super serious and and they're all about the the esports. The gaming is 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 still pretty rare, man. Uh, so obviously, I'm personally excited to actually you know connect with you and and people like you um but i guess let us know i mean take us back how'd you get into gaming you know what were kind of those early days and and the you know i guess all the time that's led up to where you really got serious about it let us know about
1: that so you mean how i got into the gaming business or gaming period just
0: gaming period
1: yeah wow okay uh going way way back yeah my dad was uh at a technology major in college so he was always into gadgets and and things like that and when i was seven ish seven maybe eight he brought pong home because everybody at work was talking about this new thing called pong so he went and got pong so i've been gaming since pong for real uh, and then when they moved Pong over to the Atari 2600, we got one of those. And I remember playing Pac-Man on there, which was a bad port of Pac-Man. Um, ColecoVision and television. Uh, That's everything.
0: Hey, before you continue, you know, obviously my name's is Coleco and you won't believe like, everyone's like, just like the gaming system, right? <laughs>
1: I'm like, yeah, sure, man. Yeah, but. that's funny. You spell it a little differently. Then. <clears throat> yeah, but go ahead. But uh, uh, or they spell it improperly. But uh, from so Coleco and television, uh, the Nintendo Entertainment System was the first one that I really, really, I kind of dabbled with. The other ones, the the NES was the first one that I really like dove uh, headfirst into, and. I got that for Christmas when I was in seventh grade, along with my 19 inch TV, color TV uh, that I kept until I was probably a mid-grade lieutenant in the in the military. Uh, so I kept that thing for years, uh, probably two decades, easy. Um, then I got the Super Nintendo uh, when I was in college, the, the first PlayStation came out, I had one of those. Uh, After Anna, Nintendo 64, graduated from college, had a Nintendo 64, moved into Dreamcast, and after the Dreamcast, died a a short death. I still think that was a great console. Um, I moved into the original Xbox, never had a PS2. People uh, killed me for that. Um, Yeah, PS2 was awesome, man. Was, yeah, I used to play him when we were on duty. A couple of guys would bring him in for watch. And I, I played on a PS2 a couple of different games just from having stood watch with people who played yeah. PS2, but I never personally owned one. Um, got into a PS3 um, and the Xbox 360. The So now I'm probably at about 17 years of service and My youngest son tells me he wants to have a video game party for his birthday. And it blew my mind. I'm trying to figure out how do you do this thing that he's just asked me to do. So as a parent, I'm doing my due diligence, trying to accommodate the kids' wishes. And I'm actually online looking for somebody to come set up a couple of stations like you see at trade shows or different tournaments that you might attend. I'd seen people do that and I knew there were companies that did that. So I'm looking for somebody that does that. I'm stationed in DC at the time. I find the game truck in DC. They come out. I was going to move the furniture out of the, uh, my living room, have a bunch of stations set up around the living room and let them have his party there. I find the game truck there. They come. I don't have to move furniture. I don't have a bunch of seven-year-olds running around my house and because all the kids are outside in a truck. And the thing that, in addition to the gaming and the kids having a good time, the adults being separate and in the house, after I had about four or five adults who attended the party contact me afterward and say, that was great. I don't remember the last time I had two hours where I didn't have to say, leave your brother alone, stop hitting your sister, quit running, all this kind of stuff. Because even when you do, as a parent, get together with your friends, you still have to deal with the parental responsibilities and all that kind of nonsense. So they were freed from that burden for two hours, and they enjoyed it as much as the kids did. And for a different reason, of course, but they enjoyed it. And I had, like I said, I was a 17 years. So I had just started thinking about, hey, uh, retirement's around the corner. What are you going to do? And other than move back to North Carolina, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. But we gaming was something that I've done since, uh, as I shared earlier, I've basically done since I was seven, uh, my whole life for all intents and purposes. And it's something I still did. It's something that we did as a family on Friday nights. We would order pizza, play Mario Kart, and have a good time. That yeah, was those were good time.
0: days right there, dude.
1: Oh, yeah. We had a ball. <clears throat> and it was also something that I realized I could bring my kids along with um, as I was doing it and introduce them to adults outside of the family and have them work on their social skills with other adults you know so they wouldn't be afraid of speaking to people who weren't uh family or close friends and i thought that was good and especially for my my oldest who is kind of an introvert like me um but my dad and my grandfather had businesses when i was uh, a young fellow and working there on the weekends kind of helped me come out of my shell, and it forced Mm -hmm. me to talk to other people, and I was like, oh, this would be good for something that I can do as a business. It's something that we can do as a family, and I like that aspect of it, so it's, uh, they still uh, work with me probably about a weekend or two each month. You know, I still let them be kids, and I don't make them work every weekend, but they still, they do. They're 15 and 16 now, but they come out and they go with me. They interact with people. Sometimes I let them run the the events, and we still have a good time with it. I'm I'm still gaming. Awesome, man. Well, couple questions.
0: Um, first one. Uh, so the, the the game truck did it already exist before? Like you you said in DC, it's when you found the game truck. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. just curious. Did you, is this like a franchise or something? Did you buy into a franchise for sure? Yes, sir.
1: It is. Okay. There was not one in North Carolina at the time that I found can, the one. Can you share
0: see. that process with people? Because,
1: you know, obviously
0: that's something that I'm sure, you know, there's somebody out there listening that, you know, they'd love to know what that process was like and, you know, if there was difficulties or whatever that the case was to, to getting that. I'm not sure if there was any, but just kind of uh, let us know a little bit about it.
1: Oh, there's always, anytime you start a business, actually, there's always going to be hoops to jump through as far as, getting a business license and doing all those kinds of things. Uh, As far as uh, the game truck was related, we, we had our son's party on Saturday and I got Saturday evening, uh, Sunday, people were calling, Hey, that was great. I really enjoyed that. So Sunday night, my wife and I talked about it. And Monday I got some more calls from other parents saying I really enjoyed that and the freedom of not having to worry about the kids. So Tuesday morning, I think, I called uh, them. They're headquartered in Arizona, so they were a few hours behind. But they gave me a call back that afternoon, and we started the process from there. Uh, That was in February of 2011, and in November of 2011, we did our uh, first event. So we, w- we were able to jump through or get through the entire process in, in less than a year and to include going out to Arizona for uh, Discovery Day kind of thing where they introduce you to the business and show you uh, the ins and outs of it uh, and kind of also to make sure it's something that you really want to do because... Uh, People think it's it's easy, but it is still a business, and there is work involved. It's not you just get to go pull up this in front of somebody's house and play games. There are lots of other things that happened before that part um that's the fun part all the rest of it is work, yeah but yeah. it's um <clears throat> but yeah it was it was a process you know going uh through the bank to to get a loan for, to fund the part of it that I didn't have. And just all of the hoops that you have to jump through as far as that's concerned. And then just learning. I'm still, I still have a full-time job (laughs) and I'm doing this on the weekend. So, and by the way, I'm doing this on the weekend in a two States away. I stationed in DC. I would come down here on the weekend. Crazy, yeah, Yeah. and I didn't even realize it for about six or seven months until I was talking to a friend. Like, yeah, I do this, and then you know, I go home and I do uh stuff on Saturday and Sunday, and then they were like, oh, well, you work seven days a week, and I hadn't even thought about it because I'm doing different stuff, so I didn't feel like I was working seven days a week until they reminded me that I was working seven days a week, yeah, and they got exhausted. Like oh man, I am, and I'm driving six and a half hours one way from Charlotte to DC, and it's it's six and a half hours from Charlotte to DC. From DC to Charlotte, it could be six and it could be seven hours or twelve hours. It depends.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, Dwayne, I, I would imagine, um, you know, because I'm just curious, you know, obviously to understand, you know, the business model. I mean, I would assume it's a pretty uh, high marginal business for the most part i mean you don't really have a whole lot of upkeep expense right as far i mean other than the truck i, I guess you know just making sure the, the is the truck a part of it too or is it your own truck and then you just have the trailer
1: no i have a the, the truck is uh self-contained hmm. it's actually an rv so oh, okay. okay it's uh i have two of those they are all self-contained but so, I mean, uh, what's your
0: overhead like, man? I mean, aside from royalty I'm I'm assuming you're paying royalties as well. I don't know what that you know, what that looks like. But I guess what's your overhead like? Is it is it bad not at all or what?
1: Uh yes and no. It's it's not bad until it is. Because with the with the trucks, you don't have you might not have anything happen for three months, but then tires are like three hundred dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. You can't buy one. You gotta buy two or four. Yeah. And so now you're looking at $1,200. And then you got generators, which are fine until they're not fine. And then they're dead. And you got to buy a new one. And those are five to $7,000. And then you have, I got a V10 in those. And I've actually had to replace the both engines in, wow. in those trucks. So like I said, it's not bad until it is. And then it hurts. <laughs> so, yeah. It's,
0: and uh, Dwayne, I want to ask you this. And if, if you're not comfortable sharing this, that's fine. I know I didn't really talk to you about this, but um, I mean, what's your average? I guess what's your average gross profit on on a on a gig or a party that you would typically do? Uh,
1: well, our parties are for two hours is three sixty nine, and for a ninety minute party is three nineteen, which mm-hmm. are considering the. Uh, the party space and what you will spend to do a uh, birthday party, I think are very fair uh, prices. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, those are, those are. Okay. Weeks. I mean, how, how
0: many, how many are usually getting booked? How often you get booked?
1: A uh, fair amount. We do a fair amount of events each month. It's, uh, it varies of course, uh, because it's a, a booking-based business, but I have done everywhere from 35 to 115 events in a month. In a month, wow. Okay. So. Okay. It it varies. Okay. So. So uh,
0: at this point, you know, because we're talking about, uh, you know, this since we're on this topic, I kind of want to push it all the way through before we move on. Um. So for everybody listening, uh, if if you're interested, Dwayne, let it, let everybody know exactly what they need to do, uh, what the process is, if they'd like to look into, uh, you know, maybe booking you and getting the game truck for a party for their children or their corporate event or whatever the case is. And just, you know, let, let them know where to find you, where the process and all that is real quick.
1: OK, uh, you can find us at GameTruck.com backslash Charlotte. Uh, we are the only game truck here in charlotte uh phone number is 704-900-7798 and you'll find a very helpful young lady on the other end of the line there and we do uh laser tag and water tag as well as video gaming events so if you want to have us come out and we also have uh what we call gameplex, where we can come in, bring it in, and set it up inside a venue if you would like for us to do that. Um, gives you a little more flexibility as far as how many uh, systems and what kind of gaming you want to do there. And I think that's uh yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, make sure to check that out
0: uh, if you want to learn more about it. Uh, so moving on from that, Dwayne, um I, I kind of want to go back a little bit, and I want to know why you love gaming so much. This is a pretty vague question, but it's one that like I don't ask enough to enough
1: gamers. I, I want to know what you love about
0: gaming. Like,
1: it, it's vague, but it's, it's oddly specific. Yeah. Um, so for me, like, why do I like gaming and what do I – the things that I like about it are the kind of games that I played growing up were typically adventure or puzzle type games. And I like the fact that they made me think, like, how do you figure out, how do I overcome this obstacle? How do I beat this boss? What, I, what I'm doing right now is not working. Yeah. So I have, to, I have to come at this from a different angle. I gotta think about it differently. And sometimes that requires me to put the controller down, go do something else and come back to it later. And then I'm in a different state of mind. And I can, oh, I can tackle it differently. The other thing I like about it is I played a lot of fighting games and sports games when I was a kid. And I also played three sports through high school. Now, as a an older guy or as my son says, you're old, dad. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can't go out onto a football field. If I go play basketball, my knees hurt for three days. But I still enjoy the aspect of competing and all of the stuff that I felt when I was younger and playing real sports, when I'm in a real heated competition with someone, I feel all of the, you know, the butterflies before it starts. I, I feel the, uh, the, the whole ABC Wild world of sports, thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. You still feel that when you're, you're playing, especially if you get smacked are like, oh, man, that's for real the agony of defeat. You feel that in, internally, and it's still exciting when you win. And it's exciting to be able to see your progress. Okay, I'm, I'm winning. I used to win one out of every five matches against this, this opponent, and now I'm winning four out of five. And so I know I've gotten better. And so those are the two things. I like the fact that they make me think. And yeah. I like the fact that <clears throat> I can still compete even though I, I'm i too old to, like, really, really go out and compete athletically now. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, man, I, I think there's a strong correlation, but, you know, for, for a lot of athletes in video games because, you know, I can speak from my experience, you know, when I got started gaming, yeah, it was solo, you know, playing. You know, I got really into shooters, and I played a lot of sports game. I'm, I'm a big 2K guy. I love 2K. Um, played some Madden, even though I think the last few Maddens have really – I mean, I, I feel like Madden's really taken a downturn since – like Madden 12 for me was like the best of the best. But, mm. but nonetheless, um, you know, like to me, like when I got into Battlefield and Games where I I actually had a, you know, we had a team and there was teamwork and communication and, you know, really just because I was a football player. I played uh, college football, played in high school. um, And it really just brought that, uh, you know, that strategy and that, you know, communication and tactics and coordination, you know, and I was just obsessed with that stuff. And I, plus I'm a little bit of a war junkie too, but, um, but yeah, man, I, I definitely, um, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm with you on the same boat there. Uh, I also want to ask you, Dwayne, what are your thoughts on the development of esports You know, so obviously I know that you're, you're into gaming and, and to me from, from what I, from standing from my perspective, you know, you're much more. On the casual side, you know, providing it as an entertainment, which is great. Uh, but are you into the actual like the esports side? Do you want to get involved in that? And I guess what are your thoughts on just the overall development and how it's really starting to become um, big time?
1: Oh no, I love it, uh, and that's why I mentioned I like the comp the competitive aspect of it. That's that's all about esports, and I've been. Uh, dabbling in esports for probably about five years. I've been five, maybe six years. Actually, uh, 2012, I started doing uh, competitive stuff in the truck. And then I started doing a few other things in a couple bars around town. And then um, the opportunity for the space uh, in uh, the, the Salty Suite opportunity came up and all of that stuff is competitive, and I love competitive gaming. I've I've enjoyed that, and give you a, a quick story. A, a rewind a little bit. Um, I was telling you about how I love the competitive stuff when I yeah. was in college. Uh, all the guys on my floor played a, a whole season of Tecmo Bowl. We picked a team, and everybody played through the season, and I played with. Uh, I love Warren Moon. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks ever. And I played with that House of Pain Houston Oilers team. And I went 16 and 0 through the season. I go uh, get a buy in the playoffs, and then I have two more rounds of playoffs. I end up in the Super Bowl. The guy I played against in the Super Bowl uh, stayed three doors down from me, and I ran into a good friend of his. Uh, a friend that he'd introduced uh, me to while we were in college while doing a game truck party. And he said, Hey, uh, so-and-so's back in town. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. He said, you guys should hook up. I think y'all enjoy that. So we have dinner and we're catching up and I'm telling him what I'm doing. And he's like, Hey, you got to do what we did on the hall back in the day. Like, cause everybody loved it. We had a Super Bowl in my room, a standing room only. Everybody on the floor is in my room watching us play in the Super Bowl game. And it was electric. And so that's when I started. He said, You got the capacity. You have everything you need to do to recreate that. And so that's kind of where how I got back into competitive gaming. I competed when I was in college in Street Fighter and Tech Mobile and a couple other games okay but so i've always enjoyed the competitive aspect my business model for the truck is kind of entertainment and casual yeah. but me at the heart of the heart of me is a competitive gamer so i i'm completely uh i love the esports thing i think it was i probably would have tried to be a a, a pro Esports athlete had it been a a thing when I was in college because I was that into it. Yeah, you know, I would I would go to the arcade and people would shout move requests for me to do and I would do them. That's I was not to pat myself on the back, but I was pretty good at Street Fighter back then, and I would do that because oh yeah, he can do he can do anything on that. But yeah, I'm I'm all about the competitive aspect of
0: it. it saying that you know there's scholarships now. Kids can go to school to you know be on an
1: esports team, get a full ride, man. That's yeah. You know. I'm actually talking to my alma mater about establishing an esports uh team there. So awesome. uh just to go more into like yeah I'm all about the competitive aspect of gaming. I love the competitive and when you asked me what I thought about, that's why I mentioned that. I'm I love the what, are, of what, what I mean.
0: are you following a specific esport right now or multiple ones?
1: I follow a couple. I follow okay. the, uh, the two K E e-league, the E uh-huh.
0: um,
1: I've, I've kind of always followed the Madden guys. I think how, I think you almost have to be like an offensive or defensive coordinator to play Madden at a high level now. And those guys still manage to pull it off. And I like, uh, I like, I like, I still like fighting games, so I really I was a big fan of Injustice too, and that's kind of fallen out of the uh, competitive space this year. Um, I'm I've done several Smash tournaments. I actually have one coming up Sunday at the uh, at the Salty Suite. So, um, yeah,
0: if
1: you want to come out and check that out? You should. Sure, man. Um,
0: sure, I have to. I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit, hit you up at some point. Down, I'm gonna be down there. So,
1: okay, um, but yeah, I I'm uh. I enjoy uh, fighting games, uh, football, and basketball. As far as esports, I a friend of mine does a League of Legends tournament on a pretty regular basis, and I go up there and support him. But I don't, I don't play that game, and don't get a whole lot of it. I more go to support him, but I think it's cool that they do all that. You much of a PC guy at all?
0: Not really, just console.
1: Not since I had kids, so. Cause it, I would find that when I, and well, if you are a PC guy, you know, you got to update your graphics card and update your, yeah. your sound card. And I would, before I had kids, I would install a game and they say, Oh, you need to update X, Y, and Z. And I would, Oh, okay. And I'd go to CompUSA. USA. And yeah, I, I realized I just dated myself, but I'd go to CompUSA USA and get whatever I needed and come back home and put it in. And maybe I'd get started playing around 11, 1130 that night. And When you got, you know, kids at the house, it's a lot harder to, oh, I'm going to run out and do this because you got to, you have people who are depending on you to help them get done what they need done. You know, my wife didn't need me to be around to do anything for her. So I could just run out to the store, but I got to feed the kids. I got to bathe them. I got to put them in the bed and all that kind of stuff. It it just... Console gaming became a lot easier and it's more convenient, uh, a lot less hassle. Once I became a parent, so I, mm-hmm. for the better part of 16 years, have not played any PC games. Uh, I probably stopped playing PC games when my oldest, who's 16 now, was about six months old. So yeah. I've been, yeah, it's kind of me, much... man.
0: That's kind of me, dude. I'm, um, I played PC when I was a lot younger, but you know, consoles just comes a lot easier for me now. If I, you know, plus two, I still struggle with keyboard and mouse. You know, and yeah. playing with the controller on PC. I mean, I know you can do it, but it, it still feels like a big disadvantage. You know, the mouse and keyboard guys can yeah. just whip, snap, and stuff. But you know, um, <clears throat> but but nonetheless, you know, I know, I, I feel, I feel better and i'm hopeful that you know esports is really starting to incorporate console play on on a professional level a lot more than it than it once did you know at one point it was just a lot of it was pc you know what i'm saying yeah it was all pc PC. yeah um but i think consoles you know making making a big push so that's 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 always good um all right so you know let's talk a little bit about salty sweet real quick your your land center Um, you know, how did you come across that, I guess, what inspired you to finally make that, uh, that leap to, you know, I guess purchase the facility or if you're renting it, I'm not sure which one, uh, but I guess just talk us through that process on, you know, obviously how you acquired it, uh, and and how it's kind of went up to today.
1: So, well, as I alluded to before, I'd been doing stuff around town and different places and, uh, other locations when you would when I would go in and, and try to set up some things they were, Oh yeah, it's great. You'll bring more people in on some of our off nights. And, uh, but then they would have me scheduled and, but they would book somebody else in. And like the third time that happened. And I think anybody who's ever tried to do uh, a tournament in another venue has had something like that happen, but it's, extremely frustrating and it damages your credibility. So I got tired of having, you know, I'm saying I'm going to do this thing and if I say I'm going to do something and I try to do it and it's being changed uh, without my knowledge but I still have to bear the brunt of it. So people who were planning to come to my event and the venue decides notifies me day of, you know, thirty minutes before the event. Is my event supposed to happen? Oh yeah. Uh, sorry, we forgot to let you know, but
0: mm. yeah. we
1: are we booked your space this evening, and yeah. I've I've got three monitors set up already. And now you tell me, <laughs> so it's, I'd be pretty upset. It's it was frustrating, and then. You know, I'm I'm in this facility uh, and talking to the guy uh, who owns it. And he says, well, I got this dead space. Do you want to do some stuff in there? And I said, well, let me see the space. And I will certainly you know, if it's there and I don't have to worry about getting bumped. Yeah, I'd love to take advantage of something like that. And uh, we had a few conversations and it, it worked out. Uh, great. Uh, they've been uh, really good partners and the thing that I like to, I'm happy about is we can go in there and create some content. We can do some things. We don't have to worry about getting bumped. It's always there. It's, it's open from 10, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, Sunday through uh, Thursday and it's open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. And if people were uh, inside the sports connection in Ballantyne, uh salty suite or the esports gaming center, but it's it's in there. And if people want to come out and just get some free play sessions in, I some of the Smash guys come out and play on Thursday evenings, and so they'll be there tonight from seven to ten, uh, and they're just training, getting better. So when they go competing tournaments, they Can go farther or maybe even win but they're coming out there playing against other competitive players back to the competitive thing yeah um and they're getting better you know it's the whole steel sharp and steel thing and so they're not at home beating up on all their friends they actually come out and play against other competitive people so that they push themselves and get better is is this
0: where you're spending your time Dwayne? like but the salty suite or do you got somebody working there?
1: Uh, There are people who work there. I'm, I'm there on a, I'm typically there on Thursday nights. I like to go and watch those guys. Uh, uh, One of them actually was one of our former uh, drivers for the truck. So, um, and he actually kind of brought me into the whole smash world and let me see how, how big it was. And, and, what the competitive scene was like because he's been going to terms and he said, Hey, you should really consider doing some stuff like this. So that was, uh, that was kind of the genesis of me getting into smash as far as hosting uh, events. And okay. I've been, I've been doing smash since uh, smash four in when I was going into different facilities doing it. But here I get to do them and we've had, uh, I've been doing a monthly uh, since January, and I've had uh, right at sixty each month. So I'll see if that's we, awesome. Uh, dude. We that's can awesome. match that again on uh, this coming Sunday. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. gonna
0: come check you, uh, check that out. You know, Smash is a game. You know, obviously I've been hearing about it. I, I, I don't follow it at this point. I, I'm not. Re- I haven't really been in the fighting game scene. That's something I would like to really kind of learn more about and get exposed to. Um, but yeah, dude, that's, that's awesome, man. And definitely for those of you listening, if you're local, uh, you know, in the Charlotte area, um, Dwayne, uh, can you give everyone the, uh, just go ahead and say the address for the Salty Suite or I guess exactly where it is, Sports Connection, Ballantine. Uh,
1: yes, sir. It's 11611 Ardrey Kale Road. That's uh, in Ballantyne. It's inside the Sports Connection there. Okay. Salty Suite. And is uh, there
0: a cost to to be in there, or do they have to actually you can just walk in, and unless you want to be on a game or something, how does how does that work?
1: It is uh like eight ninety five an hour, or if you go during the week, on the weekend it's nine ninety five. Okay.
0: Cool deal, guys. We well, you heard that? So, so. be sure to check that out. And then, uh, what? You, so this was it. This coming up, what what smash event you got? What's what day is it?
1: It's uh March 24th. We have our Smash Ultimate tournament. Uh doors open at noon. Doubles kick off at 2 and singles will start right around 4. So What's what's the entry fee? Entry is $10 venue and $5 per tournament. So there if you, you want to come in and play in doubles and singles, you it'll cost you about 20 bucks.
0: All right, guys, uh, be sure to check them out, get in on that um if you're listening. So um, Dwayne awesome stuff there man and I guess you know let's talk talk a little bit about the Ballantine booth um, kind of what inspired that exactly and how's that going today
1: the booth is that was kind of an offshoot of uh, where did I, that was a, we were having a conversation with a, another uh, business owner friend and he kind of fell into it uh, by accident he he uh, lived out in Portland, and he had a buddy who was a cop, and his, him and his partner had bought a photo booth. One of them got injured uh, in the line of duty, and his back was messed up pretty bad, and the one guy was left shouldering all the burden of running that business, you know, when they were off and he said I just I can't do this by myself and would do you know anybody who wants to buy it and I'm looking to sell it and he said well I'll buy it and I'll run it and then he started explaining some of the stuff to us and how his overhead was a lot lower than what ours is and it was it was just a a really interesting and motivational conversation that we had with him. And uh, my wife and I did some of research of our own and we went to the Photo Booth Expo and it just kind of grew from there. We've been in it just over a year now. Um, we really enjoy it. We have a Mirror Me booth, which is a, a really large booth. It weighs about 200 pounds. Um, and... We have a a smaller Moby booth that is a lot more mobile than the the big. They're both mobile, and we also have one of my favorites is a uh, it's a handheld. It looks like one of those mirrors that your your mom or your grandma used to use to do her hair, the little handheld mirror. Uh-huh. But it's a it's basically a selfie booth, and I get people who don't come to the booth. So if you go to A wedding or a function you always have people who sit at the table the whole time and I go over and I have fun with those folks and I get to engage them and I take their pictures and they don't have to get up and uh inconvenience themselves in any way and sometimes they're doing it because they're shy and sometimes they do it because they have a physical ailment or sometimes they're just older and tired and don't want to move and I get to go over and and bring the fun to them and they get to enjoy and experience the event as well as the people who are more willing to get up and go. And I think the the shy and introverted people enjoy the fact that I come over and engage them. And I sympathize with them because I used to be that person. You know, I'd sit at the table by myself and I'd be cool with that because I'm an introvert. But when I'm doing that, I get to be a little more extroverted and I'm exhausted when I finish, but I enjoy it. So it's it's all fun. And after having been in the military for 20 years, you, you like to do something that's fun. So, so
0: um, where um, I I guess is, is it accessible at any time (laughs) or is it only at certain events where people get to get in the booth?
1: uh the booth is it's booked out for an event okay and so for the events it's uh it's there for the duration of the event but I got you if got you want to you couldn't just go and see one cool
0: all right. Well, guys, if you're at an event, obviously, and you see that, the Ballantyne Booth there, just know uh, my man Dwayne here, that's, that's, his, that's his thing. So go check that out. Um, Can I
1: give the, uh, the website and the phone number for Sure, those? sure,
0: sure. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: So it's uh, Ballantynebooth.com. That's B-A-L-L-A-N-T-Y-N-E, booth.com. And the phone number is 704-713-3325. And you can find us can on Facebook, yeah. Instagram, and Twitter. So, yeah. So, guys, book them up,
0: man. Check it out. Uh, if you got an event, you know, you wanna, you want a cool photo booth, make sure check Weddings, out, Weddings, proms,
1: fiftieth uh, birthdays, all kinds of stuff that we've done. Awesome.
0: So. Great deal. Great deal. All right. So, you know, we're going into that value add part, guys. Everyone listening knows, you know, obviously all my guests, you know, I want them to give some advice and some feedback on specific topics. Uh, My first topic, Dwayne, I want to ask you, you know, being a dad, obviously you've got kids that I'm sure are very much into gaming. um, and, And I guess just kind of growing up, you know, obviously gaming is becoming mainstream now. Uh, I think the the realism to parents today uh, that, you know, have you know, younger kids um, that are com- probably completely obsessed with gaming and, and just infatuated with it all. But now that it's becoming a real thing, you know, what would you I, I guess what would be your advice to parents first? Um, about how to, you know, if you know their, their child's playing too much games or they're too obsessed to it, like what would you tell some parent that is struggling to understand why their kids are so into gaming?
1: I would say uh, go watch them play. Go see what they play and, and how they play and how they interact with the game and talk to them about the game. Uh, don't just say, I don't like the fact that you play that and because – there's no conversation there. But, hey, what do you like about this game? Why do you play this game? Why, does, why do you feel this way when I ask you to get off the game? And things of that nature. And I think a lot of parents, don't un, because they don't understand gaming, they will have their kids do – they'll ask their kids to do unreasonable stuff, like get off the game in the middle of a boss fight. And then they can't understand why the kid's frustrated because, well, it was hard for me to get there. And you're basically making me do – I'm going to have to do that all over again when I start the game over. And as a, as a gamer and a parent and somebody who's been in the working world, I, I tell parents – What you're asking, what you're telling your kid to do is the same thing that your boss told you when he said, hey, work on this project. I need it, I need it, I need it, I need it. And then after you've been knee-deep in it for two weeks, he says, never mind, we're not doing that now. And Or it's the same way when you go up and tell them to get off the game when, and granted it's better now, but years ago when you were at work and the system would go down and you'd hear, all kinds of expletives flying throughout the office because, oh, I just lost everything. And that's what happens. That's how your kid feels when you're telling them to get off the game or worse, when you go in and unplug the system while they're playing. They just lost everything. They feel the same way you feel at work when stuff like that happens. And, no, it's not work. But the level of frustration of having lost something that you were doing is – it's the, it's the same thing it's the same kind of frustration
0: you know I love that perspective dwayne and I just want to add my two cents on that parents if you're listening like you, you also need people parents need to understand that you know a lot of times like your kids i mean the game well for one i think this is common to anybody gaming is is so correlated with escapism and you know, you're you're not you get out in getting out of the real world realities and stuff, and that's very much true. And 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 my, it's probably an addiction for a lot of people. I know that was for me. But you also got to understand that these, you know, a lot of these kids have a bigger social life and they have a lot of friends online now. You know, people are playing. It's not just like you're playing a game by yourself. I mean, get, kids today are playing with, with players from all over the world. Um, I know for me, you know, when I was in school and stuff, and even in college, like. I didn't care about going to the parties and things like that. You know, I wanted to just go and, and you know, play with all my friends online because I had so much fun. And, uh, you know, we always had a thing in common. But, you know, I love that analogy, Dwayne. That was great advice. Um, next next question, let's, you know, obviously we address the parents. Let's address people that want to get into the gaming business, okay? Um, whatever that looks like, I guess, what would be, um, you know, one to three – Uh, I guess general pieces of advice, you know, it doesn't have to be anything specific towards what you're doing, but uh, what would you tell people that want to get into the gaming business? How should they prepare and uh, what should they expect?
1: Uh, You should expect for it to be a lot of hard work. And at the, at least at the beginning, there not to be a lot of reward. And it's other than the fact that you like what you're doing that that will have to be rewarded enough for you if you're doing it for another reason then you you're doing it for the wrong reason and you're going to be uh really disappointed uh the biggest thing i would say is whatever you like doing go to those kinds of events if you like fighting games go to uh fighting game tournaments go to uh gaming expos like Uh, E3 was open to the public. and I don't know if they're going to keep it like that, but it was open to the public a couple years ago. Um, South by Southwest, things like that, where there are gaming uh, companies, gaming-centric things going on, you should go to those and and meet people. And uh, just so the industry knows, because gaming is simultaneously welcoming and closed. So, like, Smash Brothers is a a specific community and other fighting games have specific communities and 2K has a a community and Madden has a community and you have to integrate yourself into each one of those communities separately. Like just because you do a couple Smash tournaments doesn't mean you're going to be uh, acknowledged and accepted by the 2K crowd. That's a completely different crowd. And it's knowing and understanding those kinds of things.
0: Awesome. Um, so, Dwayne is guys. We're getting ready to wrap this up here. Um, but for those of you that uh, don't notice, we haven't talked about this. Dwayne does host meetup. Uh, he does have some meetup stuff on meetup dot com in the Charlotte area. It's mainly around your events. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but um, actually, him, that okay.
1: was. Uh, that meetup came from just being in the community and realizing that there was a lot going on in charlotte but it was all disjointed there was no central location to find stuff so if you go to uh, my meetup which is charlotte video gamers unite you'll you'll see that there's stuff that the microsoft store hosts. there's stuff that uh some guys on the north side of town host. there's um that's the Koyobi uh, the event up at, at Hot Shots. There's uh, Potions and Pixels, which is a, a friend of mine who runs that. So they're not, I've, I, post, I do post my events on there, but most of the stuff that's on there is not my events. It's, it's more, it's supposed to be, uh, I wanted it to be kind of like a one-stop shop for people who like gaming and were interested in game-related events in the Charlotte area because there wasn't something like that before.
0: Awesome. And, and guys, you can check those out on, on uh, meetup.com. Um, what, what's the name of it one more time, Dwayne?
1: Charlotte Video Gamers Unite.
0: Charlotte Video Gamers Unite, guys. Check that out. Um, before we get into our fire round, I got – really, I got one last question, Dwayne. What is your – what is your vision, I guess, your, your dream, your goal, I guess, outside? I mean, is there anything that you're aspiring for to for your businesses to grow way beyond what you've got now? Are you looking to get into something bigger in the future? Uh, just give us a little insight on that or is, like, what you're doing now, is that pretty much what you envisioned?
1: Uh, I wanted to – I'd like to get to where we can host a major uh, gaming tournament here in Charlotte. That's where – I'd like for my efforts ultimately to to lead to is to, you know, I, w- I don't want everything to be in California or Atlanta. I want, I need... You want to see
0: esports mainstream in Charlotte, North Carolina.
1: Yes. And I, I think we can, I think we have the community to do that. And I'd like to be a part of that. If, if not a huge catalyst for it. I, I think that That's something that we can support and we should strive for. And that's what, that's the direction I'm moving
0: in. Dwayne, have you met uh, Josh Richardson, the owner of Charlotte Esports? you know who that is?
1: I am aware of him. I have not had the opportunity to meet him.
0: Oh, well, I can hook you up with him. I I actually interviewed him um, about a month or two ago uh, on here. So it's pretty interesting. If you want to learn more about him, you can check that episode out. Um, But, yeah, you got him. I mean – you know, obviously command post gaming, uh, Tim Rochester, those guys, I know they're working time in, in unison with Charlotte Esports and I've, they've told me they've got some big league plan that's supposed to be coming up. So we'll see how that's going. But, um, you know, I, I definitely think like the three of us for sure. I mean, I've connected with Josh. so I know a lot about him. Um, you know, I don't know a lot of these other players. I know, you know, a lot more people, um, in the Charlotte area for gaming, uh, but yeah, man, we definitely got to connect. We gotta, we gotta put our heads together, see what we can do. It's gonna be, it's gonna have to be a joint effort. Uh, I, I know for a fact we're not gonna get anything done if we're all separated, trying to, you know, do our own things. Um, we're gonna have to get some big stuff going. But, uh, but yeah, man, I feel you, dude. I love to see sports and sh- I love to see sports everywhere, to be quite frank. <laughs> and I think yeah. it's gonna happen, dude. I really do. No, I um, will. I mean, colleges—the fact that colleges and and even the smaller colleges, like I mean, I've seen like colleges out in cans like you know, Ottawa and like all these random places, not even the big metro areas—they're adopting esports, and because of that movement, that should you know serendipitously or inherently cause the esports movement in the local communities, which is only going to fuel the, the the big city metros where a lot of the big stuff's going to go down. So. Um, I mean, I, I think that's, well, we're on the right track for everywhere. It's just a matter of time at this point. Um, but, but nonetheless, Dwayne, man, awesome stuff. Uh, we're going to get into our fire round guys. We're going to have a little fun with Dwayne, um, ask him just a couple questions and then we're going to wrap this episode up. So, uh, Dwayne, first question, man, what is your biggest pet peeve? Biggest pet peeve.
1: My biggest pet peeve. <laughs> that's a good question. Uh wow. I'm caught off guard by that one. I will probably say uh man, what is my biggest pet peeve? I don't know. That's a Can you we come back to that? Some. Let me let me think about that. I All I right, got to.
0: We'll come back. We'll come back. Most people know that though, man. Like, you something that irritates you. What what irritates you the most, man?
1: What irritates me the most?
0: Yeah, I mean a lot of people say, you know, people chewing food or being late or stuff like that, man. There's
1: got to be something. I, I definitely don't like, because uh, all my businesses are based on time. Uh, I, I can't afford to be late or deal with people who are not punctual. So that, okay, is, so a, uh, that is a pet peeve of tardiness. mine. Partiness. there we go. I don't know if that's the biggest, though. That is definitely one of them.
0: Okay. Well, if you think of that, we'll come back to that, okay? Okay. All right, next question. What song or artist are you currently listening to that you would be embarrassed for anyone else to know about?
1: (laughs) Uh, you know, we a,
0: all have that. That's a great it, question.
1: We keep uh, it on the
0: DL. We know we don't let our wife know what we listen. You know what I'm saying? Like no one knows, man. I what listen
1: to, and I always have. I've always listened to a wide variety of music. Uh, so I won't. Would probably surprise that I listen to right now is I saw Halsey on Saturday Night Live. Uh, a couple weeks Man,
0: ago. you're the second person, dog. <laughs> you're the second person, man. Uh, so, what's the, I've, been, hey, I've been banging to that song, too, dude. I've been... That's yeah. a good song, See, man.
1: I, I have uh, been pleasantly surprised. I, I kind of enjoy her music. So I won't say I'm embarrassed, but I think most people would probably... But you ain't,
0: you ain't going out and telling everybody that, either, you know?
1: No, <laughs> but I, like I think most people would think, like, uh, a 46-year-old black guy is not listening to Halsey. Like, nobody's thinking that. So I think people would be surprised by that. But I'm not embarrassed. I I think she makes decent music. Cool. Well, now you guys are not
0: listening. All right. Um, Next question. What's the dumbest thing you've ever spent money on? Dumbest thing. Dumbest
1: thing I've ever spent money on. Hmm. Uh, Probably. uh, And I still have it. So, I don't know if it was dumb. I keep it kind of as a reminder. When I got my first credit card in college, I bought this. My favorite color is yellow. So, I bought this this yellow vest uh, at the Gap. That I was a college kid. I didn't have any money. So, I wouldn't put it on a credit card. And it cost $60. But I probably spent $240 for it just because of interest. But yeah. uh, I'll say that because... I bought something because I, I use credit for it. So I'll say that was the dumbest thing. So a yellow vest, like
0: what what were you wearing with a yellow vest? It's it's It's
1: a jacket. It's a vest. Uh, I would wear, uh, well my school colors, my alma mater was, uh, is blue and gold. So that actually fit right in. So all my blue sweatshirts I could wear with, uh, with that. I would wear I mean yellow goes with a lot, man. You wear, you went to A and T, right? Yes, sir. Okay, A and T. There you go.
0: There you go. Awesome. All right, next question. What's your worst habit currently?
1: My worst habit? Uh I probably I probably I'll procrastinate a little bit. You know, i I need to get to that and I'll I'll do it later. I won't I won't do it to the point where it makes me late, but I might do something later than than I should do it.
0: Yeah, I I struggle with that myself still a little bit. All right. What is the best gift you've ever received you're not allowed to use your children or your wife? Okay. Anything else is fair game. What's the best gift you've ever received?
1: Best gift? Uh, It would have to be it's some... It's a toss-up. It's between my first stereo, because I love music. I got that when I was seven for Christmas. Or my NES when I was in seventh grade for Christmas. It's one of those two. Yeah. Probably my stereo.
0: Cool deal. Mine was pissed, too, man. By okay. far. By far. Also, <laughs> I was going to say, too, worst thing I ever spent money on was Bitcoin. So. Ah. <laughs> that's a long story man. if this was about me I could go into more detail but nonetheless um, alright so last question if you were on your deathbed Dwayne okay, you're on your deathbed and you have one last chance to give some words of wisdom you know a sentence let's just say a sentence your last words what would they be
1: do it Whatever you're thinking that you want to do, do it. Now talk about I want to do, do it. Do it. Because you don't want to be on your deathbed regretting the fact that you didn't do it. So do it. That's awesome, man. All right, guys. Well, you heard it first, man. Dwayne
0: Meekins here on the T5 Life for all of our T5 Nation, guys. Hope you enjoyed this. Uh, For those of you that are not local here in the Charlotte area, um, obviously, now you get to learn more about this guy, and if you ever do move to Charlotte, or if you got people that are in the area that want to get into gaming, you've got a connection. You you, you know where to go with it. Um, Dwayne and I have talked also about uh, starting uh, my meetup, so to say, and he's going to kind of partner with me on it. Where we're going to uh, try to uh, you know, attract some professional people in the gaming and esports space, such like such as me and Dwayne, and we mentioned Josh Richardson. I did interview him. Uh, quite a while ago, you guys can search that episode if you, you want to learn more about him. Uh, he's the owner of, of CLTE Sports. Uh, but you know nonetheless guys, um, we'll, I'll announce more stuff if, you know when we kind of get the, the wheels moving on that. Uh, but nonetheless, hope you guys enjoyed this episode, got some value out of it, Dwayne. It was a pleasure having you on man and uh, definitely would love to bring you back on at some point in the future man and, and see how things develop and grow for you. Um, you know, as, um, you know, as time goes on. And do you have any last shout outs you want to give
1: to anybody? Any, anything? No, uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I look forward to uh, doing this again.
0: Awesome stuff. All right, guys, we'll catch you next time. Take care. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as much as I did. Please be sure if you're listening on Apple Podcasts to rate the podcast and please leave us a review. It only helps us bump the podcast up higher to be able to reach more people and deliver our content and our message, which is living a life on your terms. Guys, I'm also going to ask of a huge, huge, huge favor. Um, If if we've brought you any value uh, through any of the episodes and if you're somebody that comes back to this podcast and it's really making an impact in your life, uh, it would mean the world to myself, but it would also help us tremendously. Uh, from a business perspective, if you could support us, which is a $499 uh, a month subscription, uh, which will allow us to be able to uh, sustain this podcast and be able to really grow and, and uh, scale the way that we can deliver this content. Uh, We want to be able to get some equipment that allow us to uh, make video content along with the audio that you've been listening to. Uh, And like I said, guys, that would mean the world to us. And we're really excited about the growth and and the way we're going uh, right now with everything. So um, guys, thank you so much once again uh, for supporting us, listening to the podcast, and I hope to catch you guys next time. See you.